www.tomcarosa.com for more information. And uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Yes, Tom Carosa. Check him out. Okay. Well, back I interviewed a wonderful comedian, um, storyteller, actor. His name is Taylor Negron. He's passed, but his comedy lives on. And I'd like to play some for you just because he was a great storyteller as well. And uh, before I do, though, I want to get in a little promo for, here it is, my friend, G-Balk. Okay, uh, let's see. Nikki Sunshine brings the Monthly Ladies Night Showcase back to comedy in Harlem on Saturday. Write this down, November 25th. Okay. The lineup includes Jill Douglas, So Raw Chocolate Chi, Megan Handley, Showtime is 8 p.m. Admission is $25 plus a $14 minimum, which is like one drink, basically. So that's affordable. Comedy in Hardham is located at 508 East 117th Street. East 117th. It's east of Pleasant Avenue. Uh, but you can Google it, so you'll find it. All sales are final. Tickets are non-refundable. Now it's ages 16 and up only because I think they serve booze. Okay, <laughs> Go to ComedyInHarlem.com for more information, ComedyInHarlem.com, or call 347-766-3001. Get a pencil if you didn't, because I'm going to repeat it again, 347-766-3301. You want to check that out. Okay, G-Buck, G-Buck, Okay, that's uh, all right. We have that. All right. So uh, before I play uh, Taylor, uh, let me see. Let me play something else. Something fun here. Uh, oh, it's Stone Brothers for a uh, little comedy. Identical twins from New York City are hitting this stage. So give a lot of love for Stone and Stone. <laughs> Hey, 
thank you. I'm so sorry that they come here. This is a two-microphone. Yes, we're in the right place. Anyway, my name is Todd, and this is Adam. Yes, we're the Stones, and we're twins. Yes, we're twins. And we spend virtually all of our time together. Yes, we do. Yeah, but we also see other people, don't we? Yeah, we also see other people. Like I've been dating a girl recently, and she's Israeli, and I'm Jewish, so that's kind of like a big deal. It is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And her name is Mahor. And, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. and I love introducing her to people. Remember when I introduced sure her? I, do. I said, this is my brother, and this is Mahor. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I love talking baby talk to her, too. I said, who's Mahor? You're Mahor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Charming girl, really yeah. very nice girl. Yeah. yeah, anyway, you know, a lot of people think that just because we're twins, we must be exactly the same. Yeah. But that's not true no, at we all. Have many we have plenty of differences, exactly. don't we? And we play a game called Notice the Differences. Oh, yeah, we do. I guess we're, we're going to play. Oh, you start. Okay, you start. Oh, okay, right here. Notice the differences. My favorite color is red. My favorite color is blue. My favorite flavor is vanilla. My favorite flavor is chocolate. I like dogs. I do drugs. I've dated a model. I've done a homeless girl. I always give money to the homeless man who sleeps outside on my corner. Thank you. I hope that was helpful for all of you. I hope that was helpful. I'm also a twin, and we love being twins. We do. We're very good. I'm so good at asking like, the same exact annoying question with all the very obvious answers. Like, can you read each other's minds? No. Or like, do you guys get along? Yes. Or are you fighting all the time? No. Have you ever considered having sex with each other? Of course. Exactly. I mean, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. obvious answers. Obvious you know, answers. And you mean well. Exactly. That's okay. I mean, yeah. You know, we yeah. understand. Exactly. Anyway, you know, we wanted to mention the uh, ex-governor of New Jersey, Governor McGreevy. Remember Governor McGreevy came out? He came out of the closet. Gay, 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 Yeah, I do, actually. We were both in a train. The first time we heard about it, there were these two bigots sitting behind us. And they were saying, oh my God, I can't believe he's gay. I hate gays. Yeah. I, well, I, remember, yeah, I remember yeah. being so happy that they were so mad, you know? But if we were McGreevy, we could have made these bigots even more angry. We would have, yeah. Well, our idea was we'd go down south, say, to like a really conservative state, you yeah. know, like Alabama or whatever. Yeah. And we'd go down there and we'd be elected twin governors. Yeah, right? Twin governors, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, we'd hold this big press conference hmm. and we'd say, you know, we've been your twin governors for the past few years, and we're gay. Yeah. Yeah. And we're Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And we're black. Yeah. Yeah. And we're Muslim, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. That's it. Thank you. Give it up for Stone and Stone. <laughs> Stone and Stone Brothers. Love those guys. Very fun. All right. Now, as promised, uh, here is some... Taylor Negron telling this wonderful story, and you must take the journey and to get the full effect. Okay, here we go. Taylor Negron. Please welcome Taylor Negron. I was born in Los Angeles in a house in a canyon that was in a nest of palm trees that casted these thin, unmoving shadows like prison bars. It was very California Gothic. (laughs) I 
am very California Gothic. I am the child of those people that you used to see in the ads for cigarettes in the back of Life magazine. Those handsome people that were always wearing terry cloth robes and, and penny loafers, smoking cigarettes, looking like they just heard the funniest joke of their life. The Marlboro man met the Virginia Slims woman and had me. <laughs> it's very California Gothic to have your best friend's mother, who is a movie star, keep her cracked Oscar in the kitchen next to the salt and the cumin and the cumadin. It's very California Gothic to see Joan Didion crying at the wheel of her green Jaguar on Moor Park below Ventura. It's very California Gothic to have a cousin who is a rock star. My cousin is Chuck Negron, the lead singer for the group Three Dog Night. And he bore a startling resemblance to Charles Manson. Now, when you were a kid like me in 1970, growing up in Los Angeles, you knew that you, that you shared the city with Charles Manson and his family. Because that grisly, murderous night of mayhem and helter-skelter was all anybody could talk about. And for those of you who are too young to know what helter-skelter is, it's um, kind of like twerking, but with blood. And it was really scary, really horrifying. And, and my parents, they were always going out on the town. They were always getting dressed up and leaving like in Mad Men, right? They just left me alone. They just went out. One night, my father came in and he said, um, I want you to close all these doors and windows. I don't want these hippies to come in here and de-gut you. <laughs> you heard him. That was an option in my childhood to be de-gutted. And, and it left a tremendous psychic scar on my life that has stayed with me forever. And, I, and I'm still very disturbed by, by, by hippies and long hairs and, and headbands and large candles and beads and bandanas. I just don't like any of it. But um, I was only 12 years old. I, 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 was, I, was a, I was a tween. I was a changeling. I was changing into a man. But childhood is a, is a place where your fears are disproportionate. They're huge. But then so are your goals. And, and that's where the magic can happen, in these goals. And my goal when I was a child was to own a gorilla. Um, <laughs> or uh, you know, a monkey or an ape, anything from the monkey-ape-gorilla family. I just wanted someone to uh, you know, be able to play hide-and-go-seek with, um, swim, uh, 
shoot dice, um, light ironing. And uh, my parents were these really emphatic kind of ghetto people from New York City, right, who didn't like animals at all. And my mother said, look, you will never, ever see a monkey walk through that door. <laughs> but something very magical happened. That... Christmas of 1970. You see, my uncle Ishmael, that was his real name, Ishmael, he was a trucker. And he had, his, he had his own flatbed truck, which meant that he could follow other people around who had flatbed trucks and pick up what fell off of theirs. And one day he was closing down this raggedy-ass Circus Vargas in the Hollywood Bowl parking lot on Highland, and he came across a monkey that somebody was throwing out. <laughs> a live monkey. Named Carol. <laughs> two R's, two L's. And we knew it was called Carol because it had its own cage with its name on it. And that is what changed the deal with my parents. Because they are emphatic New Yorkers. So they said, well... If it's, if it's free, and it comes with a cage, what harm can it do? Well, Carol came to the house. I was so excited. Carol arrived on that flatbed truck on a pile of grapefruits in his cage. And when I went out there and greeted him, and I looked into those big round eyes, I knew that, that I would understand everything that monkey had to say to me. And that I would experience unconditional love. Well, the monkey promptly squatted, shat into its hand, and then threw it into my eye, underpaw. And from the shadow, I heard the ice clink in my mom's drink. And she said, that's your monkey. I loved my monkey so much, and I stuck with my monkey while everybody turned against my monkey. Sometimes they even put a sheet over its cage. I stuck with my monkey when my monkey willfully and intentionally fucked my grandmother's mink hat, and I took the blame. Carol was my most cherished early Christmas present. But Carol was not the only unexpected visitor that season. One Christmas night, the Santa Ana winds blew too hard against the glass in cold, frightening Los Angeles. I had fallen asleep into a deep Christmas sleep, and I looked out the window and I saw a van pull up in front of the house, turn off and just stop. 
Nothing happened for 30 minutes. Nothing happened. And I thought to myself, this is it. This is my nightmare. It's going to come true. And I thought to myself, well, at least I made it to 12. <laughs> then I looked out and, and, and the door opened up and then finally this plume of smoke rolled out and these hippies came out on wobbly feet and started slinking up to the front of the house. And as the cast of Woodstock approached, I, I, I felt vulnerable in my, in, in my Charlie Brown sleeping t-shirt. And I waited for the physical and emotional attack to begin. There was a knock on the door. And I heard my mother's voice muffled. I, I knew she was dead, throats cut. I, I, I had read the papers. But then I, I heard her say, grilled cheese sandwiches for everyone. Why was my mother giving protein to a serial killer? And then there was a, a blast as my father came into my room and he said, your cousin Chuck is here, come down. And I timidly followed my father down the stairs to see in the living room what appeared to be Mama Cass Elliot, Jim Morrison, and assorted long hairs devouring Christmas cookies. My cousin stood shyly holding a Three Dog Night album at the stereo, and he told us he was going to play a song for us that no one had ever heard before. Side one, song A. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink of his wine. And on that cold, windy night, everyone stood up and started to dance. My, my, my father grabbed my mother and they started to dance. I looked over and Jim Morrison, the Jim Morrison, was dancing the jitterbug with my grandmother on the coffee table. It was so extraordinary. It was so magnificent. The hippies and the long hairs were all singing along to choruses of joy to the world. Oh, the boys and girls now. And then the song was over and someone picked up the needle and put it back at the beginning and the song continued and the dancing continued. And there's something emblematic about certain California Christmas memories. And, and, and here is one that is transcendent, rock and roll. And this is what made my monkey legendary. He came down, <laughs> hurtling down the stairs and went right up to the stereo and started dancing. <laughs> Had we forgotten? Carol was a circus monkey. And this was her cue. You know I love the ladies. Her arms, his arms outstretched like rubber bands, and he, he started picking off the ornaments from the Christmas tree. Love to have my fun. 
the monkey started to juggle. I'm a high night rider and a rain will fly, a straight shooting son of a gun. I said a straight shoot. I wish you were all there to have seen the expression on those stoned... <laughs> on it, we found out later, LSD. Hippies and my grandmother, my grandmother, as Carol, my monkey, rightfully claim the spotlight. <laughs> glee is a very good word to use because that's what it was pure happiness and glee because I was 12 years old and I was alive <laughs> and I had escaped Manson's knife <laughs> and I had a monkey with talent. And as everybody danced, and as everybody laughed, and as everybody ate cookies, I looked at my family, I looked at these people, and all of their crimes, past, present, and future, seemed to just spill out and dissolve into the contours of the blue shag rug. And as Carol balanced an ashtray on his nose, it was as though I was looking into my future because I realized all the glorious things that could happen with music and with joy. And that Christmas, the last one that I was ever a child, I learned a very important lesson that I'd like to pass on to you all tonight. And that's that no matter how horrible your day is, and no matter how scary your night is, everything can turn on a dime and with a knock on the door. Thank you. Very good. Excellent. Sorry, isn't it? Cyanide. <laughs> hey, cyanide. <laughs> I got to say hi to cyanide. I'm doing well. How are things where you are? Way across the ocean there. Cyanide. Okay, I'll say hello to you here with a little emoji. Here we go. Here's an emoji hello. To cyanide listening from across the sea. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, just as we're winding down, too. But uh, don't forget, hey, cyanide, I have uh, books on Amazon. I've got up to my third one. My latest book is called Holiday Shorts by Nancy Lombardo. Check it out. It's on Amazon, along with my crazy Christmas music. It's sure to upset someone. <laughs> All right, what do we got going here? Two minutes. Oh, wow. We're down to two minutes now. So uh, let me see what I can get for us. Uh, that's two minutes long. Two minutes and 12. Two minutes and 11. Two minutes and a... All right, okay. We'll just do this one and go a little bit crazy. Don't forget, Nancy Lombardo on Amazon. Also my music. Download one, download one. I won't stream. I'll be chased through a dollhouse by a white lobster that wore glitter and spoke with a French accent. <laughs> now, what this meant, I'll never know. But I do know if I told anybody, I'd be labeled a lunatic. And labeled wrongly, I'm left for the public good. Let's say you're at a party, and you can take out a labeling gun and start tagging people like they do in Wild Kingdom. 
dressing like the guys in the office, or your boss is really nice, except in an earthquake you'd really be thinking, he's old, he's slow, I can beat him to the Georgia. Jammed up situation. I have enough faults, I wouldn't purposely build my home over one. The one time I was naive enough to think that generic food was for the elderly. It made sense to me at the time. All those big black and white labels. And then a friend pointed out, Nancy, there's a difference between generic and geriatric. <laughs>